What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IronLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, see where all the magic is happening. I am Corey DLG, your host with the most, and with me as usual is my co-host, little brother Nico. Hey, guys. How, uh, how we doing, man? Uh, we're doing well. We're surviving the world of ending apocalypse, the hard freeze. It is a. Uh, it's cold outside. <laughs> a <laughs> slight understatement. Oh, hold on, as as the rest of the internet has put, it's just two inches of snow, guys. Right. Well, and, and really, it really is. This is um. I, it's amazing what's happened. Um. It, listen, one thing is just cold weather and just. Listen, we're not equipped for that. We're not made for that. So staying inside as much as possible, keeping the roads as clear as possible. That's one thing. Um, but it's turned into an incredible emergency of our own making. And it's uh, fascinating, I guess. Like, I don't know what else the, the word to use. It's, it's, it's definitely a newsworthy story, though. I mean, a freeze of the freeze of the century, basically. Haven't we heard that one before? Past storm of the century, flood of the century. Yeah, I. I uh, this is going to make me relearn what the every hundred years thing was about because, uh, you know, whether people use these with quite confidence, so I know they mean something, but obviously, it just so happens that they're all stacked right next to each other. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. For somehow we're all we somehow we're living through nine. Storms of the century. I don't. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Centuries real stacked. This means that the, the, the rest of twenty, the rest of twenty one hundred must be pretty pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, nothing ever happens. Yeah, like I don't know twenty from twenty twenty five to twenty one hundred. Like there better be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I think it's got something to do with the size of these. I don't. I don't know. I, it's gonna. This is gonna force me to relearn all of it. Um. I think it's like yeah, I think it's like magnitude. Yeah, because there was a there were two like back to back. Like one was a storm of the century, and one was like a storm of, of the decade, like within a year of each other. And mm-hmm. people were like, wait a minute. And so it was either weather or one of the local stations had to like release like a story about like this it's not is what, what that means. You guys just aren't incredibly lucky. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Don't play the lottery, you're out of luck, bro. Um Yeah, I, it's I don't know. Okay. So obviously there's a bit of politic at play where everyone's picking a side and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's saying, you know, oh, um, you know, uh, wind, wind turbines froze. Um, in which they did. They froze literally solid. Yeah, and there are some that did freeze. There's, I'm not. There's not a. There's not an issue of that. Um, they can make those things to run through winter. So it. So when someone says the Green New Deal is now dead, that is, that's stupid. Um, no, I mean it, it's it's like our things were poorly winterized, which again, hard to blame Texans for not winterizing their things. Um, it is until we start really examining things where I. I feel like the bigger issue is we all knew about this very far in advance. Uh, Also in 2011, we dealt with a a severe winter storm uh, 
it was actually during the Super Bowl. We almost Houston almost lost power during the Super Bowl in 2011. Um, because it's because God the likes power football. grid was taxed, and their their winter there was a winter storm going on, so it was severely cold. Um, somebody was like Beyonce almost turned out the lights in Houston. Um. And it wasn't because of anything Houston was doing. It was because the grid was just un like the integrity of the grid was at was they were dealing with winter storms up north in Texas and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, uh, Urquhart and Governor Abbott actually got together and said that they were going to. Or I don't think it was Abbott at the time. No, it might have been because that was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was nine years. How many times can you be governor? I don't know. I don't know. A million. Um, ERCOT, the state and ERCOT and whoever was governor at the time, they did all get together and come out and say they were they were going to ensure that there were some winterization efforts put in place at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, nine years later, it didn't happen. Um, the other issue with me is that, or that I find is that the, we knew for about a week ago that the storm was coming. Um, anyone who knows any, who follows any kind of weather, they were saying at that point, listen, there's an Arctic cold front moving through, uh, it will hit Texas. Everyone was saying, you know, around Sunday ish. So by Wednesday, I really think there should have been some sort of conversation about, Hey, what do we need to do to winterize? And okay. For some of it, you can't like natural gas and stuff like that. I think you need to insulate pipelines. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's underground. Ain't going to happen, chief. But for the generators and things like that, uh, there's a spray that they use. There's a treatment or a coat that they're given. Now, you granted, you have to turn the generators off to do it and then turn them back on. That would have been when you do rolling blackouts, though. Yeah, um, whenever, when, when the weather outside isn't death. Yeah, when no one, when no one, when losing power isn't life or death, and basically everyone just goes, three or four hours without power on a Wednesday afternoon. Well, that would have been a different story. Um, instead, they didn't do it. And apparently they've been doing ex- inspections via Zoom here lately. Um, here's, here's my complaint. This is, this is who I think is ultimately responsible for this. Texas has long been the capital of deregulation. Mm-hmm. Um, ERCOT is literally run by its members who are owners of power generators. ERCOT is run by power companies. Um, I think this is proof ultimately in the complete failure of this concept. Um, you, you have to have oversight and you have to have some level of regulation simply so that people make its members members of an organization do the hard things they have to do for that, for that group. Right. No one's going to blame you if you prepare for something like, Hey, we're going to shut off your power for a little bit, but it's so you don't lose power when the world freezes over. Right. Like no no one's going to be like, ah, dang, really wish I didn't have power. They're going to be like, Oh, thank God I have power. Right. (laughs) It's four degrees outside. (laughs) And that's the bigger part of this is, yes, there were some wind turbines that froze. But look, they have wind farms in Antarctica. Um, 
there's no issue with the concept of wind turbine. There's no con- There's no problem with the concept of solar energy. The problem is we were not properly prepared for this kind of weather throughout the entire grid, which is just short-sightedness in and of itself. Right. None of, not only are our wind turbines not built for this, and not only are our solar panels not protected from this, but our natural coal and gas isn't ready for it either. So therefore, if nothing is prepared for it, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. No, my I'm getting so many notifications right now. I I'm put a, a post on Facebook last uh, last night when you're hearing this, talking about um, how disappointed I am about Ted Cruz leaving. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't think there's any really two ways about this. I think ultimately, listen, as a private citizen, he is free to go wherever he wants. All the people who say, "Oh, well, I would leave too," like, yeah, absolutely, we all should. We should all get away for a while. Right. Yeah. Sponsor drop, but also that'd be cool. But also optics. You are an elected right. leader of something. Like, even if it's like, yeah, but he really doesn't have any control. You know, it's really up to the local governments and like. And that's actually grids. not true, though. Um, there's uh, there's an article somewhere that I read where it breaks down a little bit of what senators do during a crisis when FEMA's involved. The senators usually front the federal side of things. So the governor usually. Typically, the governor talks to the head of FEMA and to his senators, and then that's it. They trickle it all down. All right. So him leaving is just is one is just bad optics, but two, literally leaving your state in a crisis. What are you doing? It's it's just dumb. It really, really, really is. Um, right. Even if you be like, oh, I was planning this trip for months. It's like, well, yeah, but you can get rid of it because your your entire state just froze over. Well, and actually. Uh, the statement I think that was released was school's been canceled so the daughters were let to get away, which is cool. Get You know, okay. Again, as a private person, I don't have an issue with this. I think the wife and the kids could leave if they want. Except, other students who go to that school, their families have expressed anger at this. Uh, apparently, it's a wealthier school. Um, but they've been discouraged from international travel. Yeah, because, you know, there's a pandemic going on in case right. we got... And in Mexico is particularly rated to where if you go to Mexico at all, you're required to quarantine for seven days. So was he going to report that his kids went to went to Mexico? Right. Is he going to quarantine from his family? I know he had to quarantine for a long time. Uh, he had to quarantine twice because he shook hands with two different people who almost immediately afterwards came out with it. Right. So, like, he should be no stranger to this. He should know the protocols. You're 100% correct. And again, this is an elected official who's supposed to be representing our interests who just flat out bailed. Yeah. Um, like, and here's, like, even here's, like, like, understandable, like, even if you're like, oh, but I, you know, I have my private life. It's like, yes, but you also realize that you sacrifice your private life when you become a public servant. Well, and, and especially for this, for six years, like, you're a senator for six years. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not like a, Ah, uh, you know, really, I just really feel like it. Right, yeah. Um, and listen, I'm, I'm going to get into elected office and I'm just going to sit on my desk and just like, you know what, I don't really feel like it. I think I'm going to go to Cancun and quarantine myself for seven days so I can yeah. sit at home and eat chips. I, I honestly... Um, like, if that's what it takes, then I should become a senator. Jeez. Right. 
Right. And it's really okay. So this is a guy who criticized Obama for playing pool and playing golf during crises. This is a guy who regularly, regularly rails against the liberal elites. I don't think there's anything more elite than getting on an airplane and going to a beach resort uh, during like the winter apocalypse. Yeah, people are literally dying. It's not like it's a, oh, it's, you know, it, it's a little cold. It's not the, it's not the, uh, oh, to calm down, Texas is two inches of snow, which is the most frustrating thing I've heard all, all week. Well, honestly, listen, I, I, I will say this. I think this is where you and I disagree. I don't disagree with those people. We really should be able to deal with this. It snows in Dallas every other year. We really should be able to deal with this. We do we can't because our i think this is a prime example just shooting yourself in the foot i think our politics really did this to us we created we're the only state with its own deregulated power grid um it's a grand experiment that we were super proud of and honestly it's it failed but it didn't fail entirely well i don't know have been much one it could have been much worse and two um, there's been there's been different people who agree and disagree on the fact that like if we were connected to a larger power grid, it might have caused problems for other places. Only if we didn't up winterize our stuff. But no, and I like I, I don't us. I don't disagree with the fact that like yeah we should have been way more prepared for cold weather, but also like it's just short sighted because it's like well that's never going to happen in Texas. Why would why would that happen? Well, but that's again, that's part of the politics of it is climate change. This is going to happen more and more, and they've told us that. the The weather models have said that we're going to watch the movie the day after tomorrow. <laughs> like, I know that's the Hollywood extreme version of it, but it's not. It, it's clearly not complicated. Like, we're going to get colder weather now. It's going to happen. It's going to get colder. It's going to get hotter. The weathers are going to get more extreme. The storms are going to get more violent. We need to prepare for that. But if we were on another grid, part of the thing, part of the issue at hand would have been we would have been regulated in the sense that those generators and factories would have had to have been winter ready. Somebody would have made those factories get winter ready. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't have had the same issue at hand. And that's really my point is when you deregulate to the point where you don't, where the members are supposed to police themselves. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a system that like, Everyone needs oversight. It's part of the problem with self-run anything. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I think that's all – that's why I don't think this is really that complicated of an issue. I think people just need to be a little bit more honest about it and say, listen, when left to your own devices, nobody polices 100% of the time, right? Like, Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the same in every industry, every financial market, every – anywhere at any time anyone has any kind of control over anything. I'm not saying that every single system known to man needs an oversight committee, but important things do. Yeah, when it comes to electricity, we right. we need we need when someone... it comes to electricity, uh, water. Oh, forget know. it. Water. It, it, it is an embarrassment what's happened in Flint, Michigan. It's even it's just as embarrassing what's happening here, where again the electricity has affected the protection and safety of our own water. Right. Um. This is just over. And by the way, uh, there's an article from Texas Monthly 
that talks about we were minutes away from potentially losing the entire grid, which would have meant Texas would have been without power for over a month as they fix it and repair it to bring it back. Scary thoughts. So when we talk about, you know, oh, it could have been worse, we were dangerously close to the worst-case scenario. We're lucky this is all that's happened. Right. Um, and that is that is a scary thought, and that is one of those things that we need to be aware of. Um, yeah, people are oh, – oh, my God. Like, I'm just getting comment after comment after comment. I can't even – I haven't even been able to open them because we're, we're recording. But, yeah, people are – people have feelings about Ted Cruz. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, main point, uh, no one likes Ted Cruz. Well, and first of all, that's one thing. Listen, Ted, Ted Cruz makes it easy to criticize him because he's perpetually putting himself in positions where he criticizes everyone else. Well, even not like not even that, just on the like principle of action, right? Like, like I do something like that, and people are gonna call me out on it. Like, and they should call you on it. Like, there's right? No it's not like I like yeah. Just that. I'm not like. Just because I believe certain things doesn't protect me from, like, common decency. Exactly. It's a weird... Listen, first of all, I don't believe that he was going to quarantine his kids. Let me say that, first of all. No, I don't. no one had known that they'd gone to Mexico and his kids had come back with a tan on Sunday, I think they would have gone to school Monday morning. Oh, yeah, no, for a second. And, And secondly... I do, I do think the only reason he came back is because, as he said on that plane, he knew people were filming him and taking pictures of him. Oh yeah, if he, if if no one, if no one knew what he looked like, and he just disappeared into the ether and then came back, no one would have said anything. No one would have done anything. What is the I fact that he got like best. he got caught like with his hand in the cookie jar? Like, oh, I'm not supposed exactly. to be leaving the state. Exactly. Uh, I like, definitely. It almost, it almost looks worse. Like, it does. It makes it way worse. I heard, a, I heard a great comment from somebody who said, Ted Cruz can't leave the state looking like Ted Cruz. And it's, yeah. it's, he's 100% correct. you you got to wear all the masks, sunglasses, big hats, you can. Hunker down in the back of something. Drive to Louisiana to fly out of here. I don't know what you got to do, but what you don't do is look like Ted Cruz walking to the airport and fly out of the state. Right, and it'd be different if he'd be like, "Oh, I already have a plan. Things are already taken care of," and like, it'd be different if he was flying to DC. I think it's about the only place he can get a pass flying to. Yeah. Hey, I'm going up to Washington. We're going to meet with some officials. I'm going to get some things coordinated on that end. I've got the governor calling me every hour on the hour. Right. Like. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Under understandable, reasonable, but I don't even think like why why would he even go to Washington? There's nothing there for him. Well, but I at least would say, like, that's where the other side of this is. I would at least allow – if he was flying to Washington right now, I would at least be like, well, he's going to interface in person over there. I would give him the pass if he went to Washington. Right. Because at least there he could say, listen, I, I am fighting in person for you guys. Uh, okay. Probably not full time. He definitely took advantage to leave the weather, but I, I'm going to say okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not like he's going to get anywhere that's any warmer. It's not like DC's known for being toasty at this time of year. Right, exactly. But he wanted to go somewhere warm, so he chose Cancun. Where obviously the head of FEMA is gonna meet him for a three o'clock meeting. Right, yeah. Like at least go to Florida. At least stay in the country. I well, I see I I don't think he could go anywhere else. I'll say that. 
I, it's almost worse that he was leaving the country. It's definitely worse. He's, it's definitely worse he's leaving the country because of the pandemic. I don't think it's any better. Uh, no, it's definitely not. I'm just, I'm saying it's it's you know it's not like it's like well would you rather be shot or stabbed? It's like well both are awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a good option for him there. That's it's not, it's not. It's not a good. It's like one is going to kill me. The other one probably will kill me. And it's a hundred percent an optics thing. It really is, and there's no getting around it. I don't understand the people who are defending him right now. I think they're clearly uh, uh, there's doing just out of there's party. just not there's just not a there's just not a good defense. What like what's the best defense? Oh, he's a private citizen. It's like not really. He's a public servant. That's what we right. elected he, him for. He when like, he asked I thought, for I thought your votes, whole I thought your whole bit was that you were supposed to be so Texan that you sacrificed six years of your life for it, or is that what for politicians are supposed to be anyways? Right, they're supposed to be such patriots that they do this in the service of the rest of us. Um, they sit through all the boring meetings. They read the stuff. They pass the laws. They do the things. They say that what you're supposed to think. But like politics is so bad right now. Well, did you see um, the head of the GOP from one of the from one of the states where one of the senators voted to convict Donald Trump in the impeachment? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember which state it was. I kind of wish I do because they're super mad at their guy. Um, and they said in a television interview with the local news, this is the head of the state GOP party. He said, we didn't send him there to do the right thing or to vote his conscience. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. It's like the worst quote you could ever give. He's somebody. not. It's he, he's not wrong. I mean, it's one of the. It's one of the classic. Like, like, what do you think a politician should do? Are you voting on them because of who they are? Or are they voting on you because they say what you want them to say? Well, there people vote. Be, well, listen. Like, there's the two. There's two different. There's two different. There's two different. Like, like schools of thought when it comes to picking politicians. It's is. Do I want a guy that agrees with me, or do I want a guy that I believe in who I I trust his judgment? Right, and 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 they all run on the fact that they are good Christian moral people who are going to do the right thing. So not necessarily. I've never seen one. I think Bernie Sanders is the only grump in all of Congress. Like, <laughs> no, I mean I'm not saying like they're going to do what's right, but I'm saying like they're going to represent who who elected them. Um, I don't, I, I think you need to watch enough campaign. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've ever seen somebody run in such a way where they were like, I'm going to do specifically what you guys want me to do. Well, yeah, because then it, then it's like anything. Then, then it's like bribery and corruption and yada, yada, yada. Right. What it's supposed to be and what it is are two different things. Right. But then also it's all, it's all like, what do you want in a politician? Do you want a puppet or do you want a guy? Well, and I think the but but I think the reason they always try and tell you how you know they're family men and they're upstanding and they're, and they're well, it's because they, they want you to, to they, it's it they want you to trust them because they, like even because even they're supposed like, to be able to do the right thing. I I would think that's right that way, but they want a nice looking puppet. They don't want like a I don't know someone <laughs> I wanted, addicted to I drugs. I want somebody to win on like the anti-family campaign. He's like, nah, look, I'm not pro-family. I don't. Who cares if he's a family man? Like, I'm, what do I care? I'm. I've been divorced twice. I don't want a family's garbage. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna focus full time up there on you guys because I got no time for anything else because I'm single. 
I am single, not ready to bingle. Although you can't hit my lineup if you're interested. Yeah, listen. And like leaves can... his number at the bottom of all his campaign ads. <laughs> Everything's a dating ad. If you in DC want to get to know me, just hit me up on Tinder. <laughs> you can find me at at the Congress guy at the best. <laughs> you know what? That guy's already got my vote. Yeah, like. Uh, I'm in, dude. He's like the minimum age requirement to be a senator or whatever. He's 32 or something. Yeah, he's listen, 33. Listen, it's at least real. You know what I mean? Like, like modern, modern, <laughs> modern problems require modern congressmen. <laughs> um, like that's what we really should be focusing on. We should get more young people in politics, even if they don't know anything. Well, listen, I think AOC has done a really great job. She brings a lot of attention to issues. Uh, She's like the greatest Twitter candidate ever. She really is. And her thing on Twitch was one of the most well-received, well-reviewed ones ever. Um, well, it's listen, it's a lot it's a lot more humanizing. That's the thing about politicians now is that they're so, like, far removed, like, almost, like, robotic and, like, I don't know, non-human. Like it really, it really drives home the lizard people theory. <laughs> it's hard to argue that. Um, like when you when you don't see a congressman in four years, and you're like, "How old is this guy? Ninety-seven. He's been elected how many times?" Right. Are you sure he's not a lizard? Well, and, and some of these people have been doing this for forty years. Uh, right. Yeah. He's he's that's 60, crazy he's, he's he's sixty-eight. He's been he's been in office since he was twenty-eight. <laughs> he was progressive in the 1930s guys like yeah at this point the party has shifted to the other end of the ideology he's now like the moderate in the party right <laughs> he's he's like is she showing ankle we in my day we didn't do that <laughs> is that a heel above one inch <laughs> she's not to be trusted sir that is your secretary right she's taking your messages man that's it <laughs> like smacking people with like his cane. <laughs> I think there was a cane fight on the floor of, of the house. A million Look, years all ago. I'm saying is, if I'm an elected politician, I'm old. I have a cane. It's going to be a cane sword, and I will stab someone. Oh wow, wow! Violence was always the answer. I'm taking the capital by myself as a 72 year old man. So future you is a terrorist. Yes, wow. but elected. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna time travel back to this exact moment. Right, right when I set my plan into motion. <laughs> if cable me shows up in your house as soon as we're off the show, you know what you did. Yeah. I have a dog. <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, cable me will have a robot arm. Okay, so I'm totally ready for that. I mean, that's fair. But is it a dog? No, it's a robot arm. Yeah. Could have been a dog. <laughs> True, it could have been. Um, I guess right here is a good time to talk about Marini's Pizza. Um, there's two locations, one in Walden, one in Oak Ridge. Be sure to check these guys out. They're awesome. They're delicious. Uh, um, they've been closed due to COVID, and then they reopened just in time for the winter storm. Um, Fantastic. They'll yeah, be open eventually. Who knows? They were open Thursday. Um, they're open today. They're planning to open for dinner tonight, depending on how the roads look around that time. They'll make an announcement on Facebook. If nothing else, come have them starting Monday. 
start your week off right in Oak Ridge or in Walden. Um, two locations, great New York style pizza, gourmet ingredients. Um, it's, it's, some, it's some killer stuff, man. It's it really good. Is. It's super good. It's gross how good it is. Um, I don't know why Warren Restaurants don't use that as their slogan. Uh, a couple of reasons, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure to check out Maroonie's Pizza. Check the Facebook page due to the weather right now. Um, and also, I want to tell you guys about Chicken Cone Waffle, tr- uh, Chicken Cone Truck. Uh, they're dealing with the same stuff, man. Weather is canceling events. Yeah, I mean, um, I I know food truck food is awesome, and it's like probably some of the greatest, like because you don't even need like a fork or anything. It's literally all right. right there. Strictly hand finger food. It's perfect. Well, I mean, like I, I I don't care how good your food is. I'm not waiting outside for it. Yeah, right now is the wrong time. That's that's for sure. It's like 30 degrees outside. I'm a poor Texas child. <laughs> um. They are scheduled to be at Rayford Park Saturday morning. I don't know what the weather is going to look like for that event. I do believe Saturday is supposed to be chilly, but not too bad. If the event still happens, they will be there with their chicken cones in hand. Ready to rock and or roll. Maybe both. Um, But yeah, that's the chicken cone waffle. That's the chicken cone truck. I keep wanting to call it the chicken cone waffle truck. It's waffle chicken cones. It's just all it's all out of order. It is. It is. Uh, but it's a chicken cone truck. They will be at the Rayford uh, event this weekend. I believe that's actually Sunday, now that I've said it. I believe Sunday. it's Sunday. Um, but, yeah, check the Facebook page. Make sure that you're getting your dates and uh, availability, because uh, depending on, you know, there's a lot that's happened not. this week. It, it may or may not be happening. Yeah. Um, we will definitely post something on the Facebook page to let people know where they're at. Um, all that being said, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming back right at you. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. With two locations, one on Walden Road and one in Oak Ridge, inside a space that's gaming gaming, Marini's Pizza has handcrafted pizza and where all the sauces are made fresh, and they even include a gluten-free option for those who want it. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Marini's Pizza Facebook page. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, how was that break for you, buddy? You, did you enjoy it? I mean, yeah. Those were some good commercials. Good commercials. Still cold. Still cold. Uh, who do we see about that? Is there somebody we can talk to? 
uh, I mean, I hear meteorologists know something about the weather. I hit one of those up. I don't know. They have a weird job. Right? Like, all their job is is to predict it. They don't do anything about it. Why, the best part is that, and this is something I've said forever, it's the only job where you can be wrong your entire life and never get fired. I mean, I feel like they're hopefully at least pretty close half of the time. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you could literally coin toss most of the day and be like, it's going to be cold or hot or <laughs> bright or raining. To be, fa- like, to be fair, yeah, like, the calendar, like, gives you some indicators and the day before. Like, if yeah, it was raining, and, like, cloud you go to school for it, and it's a little bit more complicated than I'm giving it credit for, but, like, you could you could just coin toss it every day. You could roll two dice in a bucket and figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be wrong? Probably. <laughs> but is the weather always accurate? Not nope, to you. No, it's not. I definitely have seen some 100% where it's raining. I've seen some zeros where it's raining. Yeah, I've seen 30% where it was literally torrential. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I've heard two different schools of thought that it's a percentage of coverage and it's the odds of rain. I don't know which is it, which it is. It would make more sense if it was odds, because if you'd be like, "Well, yeah, okay," like I rolled the thirty, it's like, but that means that anytime there's a percentage, that means it's a hundred percent going to rain somewhere. So that doesn't make sense. The coverage, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like the coverage thing, it doesn't make sense. You're right, but that, I've heard a lot of people say that that thirty percent of your district is expecting rain. But, like, expecting, is it, like, a 50-50? Is there, like, a sub number? Like, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, that, again, goes back to that storm of the century thing. There's a lot we don't know in weather terminology. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the storm of the... What's bigger than a millennia? Uh, All time? Is that really where we're keeping it, guys? <laughs> but I feel like that's the next one. Yeah, like, there's not, like, a 10,000-year one? Well, it's really weird to think, like, there's nothing past a Category 5. Yeah, that's true. Like, so it could just be infinitely stronger than you, but still call it a Category 5? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, like, it's, like, very strict parameters, and then 5 is, like, and then 200 to infinity. Right. And you're like, like, oh, no, I feel like 200 and, like, 7,000 are, like, way Way different. Yeah. Can we just have like a, a scarier number than like instead of category five, like category X? Yeah, anything above this number falls into this category. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I need it. I need it to be like, like an exponential scale. Like, once it hits, like, like we go categories like one through five, and then we get Z, and then like it's completely over. It's like, well, yeah, like, yeah, I need to know like which one is the one that will probably kill me. Yeah, I need to. I need to know what what's the threshold for erasing humanity. Like, I need that right. one. Yeah, like it leaves us out in a cool name. Because here in Houston, we've written we've written out everything, including category fives. Right. Yeah. Like we've done so, we've done them all. Like at this point, we were like impervious to damage. The really the one that hurt us the most was the tropical storm that just parked over us. Right. As it turns out, water is way worse than wind. <laughs> water is our enemy. Um, yeah, look, frozen water killed us. Regular water. Yeah, see? So considering our crew tonight, um, go ahead and tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Uh, you mean our, our, our pride and joy, the, our friends at The Adventure Begins with the wonderful store that is open to the public? I don't oh, know about now. It's, it's pretty froze. Now that, now that you're going out there every other Tuesday, you, you sound like this weird, like, acolyte. <laughs> 
I haven't been indoctrinated. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Said every cult goer ever. Yeah. This uh, is a choice, not a lifestyle. <laughs> uh, the Adventure Begins is open at full operating hours. I don't know about as of currently. You might want to check the Facebook page to see if any closures due to uh, unprecedented uh, wintry times. They did They did close a couple times during the week. I saw a post from Bill specifically on Facebook about that. Uh, so do keep uh, checking the Facebook page in case if there's any other weather anomalies. But uh, this weekend is looking uh, bright and sunny. We should be hitting like 70 degrees within the next couple of days here. I did hear that. It's, that just sounds so nicer now. <laughs> uh, but make sure to keep in check with the Facebook page. They do still have events running. The only one I think is left for this week is the Pokemon Casual Meetup at 2 p.m. on the 20th. And at 6 p.m. the same day is uh, Hammer Time with Tabletop uh, Warhammer Meetups still still going strong. Uh, so come into the store. Have a grand old time. They got a uh, fantastic staff, wonderful products there. Get all your nerd <laughs> stuff. Get your books there. You get a discount if you do. You get some loyalty points. You can use those for even further discounts or even like private rooms. It's a it's a great deal. Yeah. Um. The 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 loyalty points is a great thing. As you spend money there, you give them your phone number. They tabulate it as you go, and eventually, what happens is you're able to use the points to buy discounts on different products in the store, gaming and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, there's a lot going on. As usual, begins is awesome. I get my books there. I recommend everyone else do the same. Um, you said you read a book, and I called you a liar. Uh, yes. So I received a uh, a novel from my cousin for Christmas, and with the power outage and the traveling that I've been doing recently, I was, now is as good as time as ever, I guess. <laughs> to sit down what? and read a book. What was the book? Uh, it's called Red Rising. Red Rising. Uh, okay. Nothing to do with the communist rising of Russia. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a sci-fi, like a dystopia sci-fi book. You know, everyone's favorite thing on the planet. True. Uh, it's like way in the future, though, so it's not really like that dystopian sci-fi. Um. And so basically the premise is that humanity is like stratified in colors and they all do different things. And you meet our, our protagonist is red, which is the lowest point. They're like the miners that get all the natural resources from uh, whatever planet they're on. In this case, it is Mars. Ooh, okay. So like, they're like, they live their lives is like hard and like digging in like molten rock and stuff. And they're like, oh, look, you're, you're help colonizing. You're getting this resource to colonize Mars for, like, the future um, to, like, save humanity. But, like, so, like, they can come to Mars and, like, colonize it. But, like, he then finds out uh, that's all a lie. Uh, Mars has been colonized for hundreds of years at this point. And so it's about his adventure and sneaking and becoming, rising through the ranks, becoming a fake gold, which is the highest rung of society, and, like, trying to infiltrate their highest echelons. It's a neat book. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what that kind of reminds me of. There was, there's something, there's a story that I remember that kind of 
is it the uh, I think they made a movie with like Jeff Bridges in it or Jeff Daniels. One, I get them mixed up. I think it was Jeff Daniels. Uh, not the Giving Tree, but uh, <laughs> the Giving Tree. I don't know why I have that in my head, but I really, really do. <laughs> the um, Doctor Seuss book. <laughs> I don't. So it was a movie where like they give you your job like on your 16th birthday, uh-huh. and and like. This one person has chosen to be like a poet or an artist or something. I don't remember. It was kind of interesting though. It was in it was in middle school, high school that the book came out. It was a big deal, and uh, yeah, it had a movie. But anyway, it kind of reminds me of that where like they pick the job for everybody. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. What was that? What was that terrible movie series of movies with Shailene Woodley? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, she's famous. Actually, she just got engaged to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's weird. Um, but yeah, she was in a series of movies where, like, The Divergent. There you go. Yeah, I never read that one. Yeah, they made a bunch of movies about it, but, like, you get picked. Yeah, for, like, you, you, like, you, you get picked. As, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, the difference, like, different, like, sub-nations. Yeah, and, and then there's something wrong with her, and she's eligible for all the groups for some reason or something. Right, yeah, because you, you're supposed to just have one, and, like, she she can go whichever one, which never isn't supposed to happen, I think. Yeah, she, like, breaks their class system. Mm-hmm. Which, in hindsight, duh. Yeah, obviously, duh. <laughs> duh. Um, okay, so that sounds interesting. Um, uh, it, it, it was pretty interesting. So, like, the way they have... Is it a series? Uh, yes, there's it's a trilogy. It's the Red Rising's the first book. Okay. Uh, Where, when does he become president? Uh, so, like, okay, so one interesting point about it is that, uh, like, so, like, the different colors aren't just like a, oh, you know, you're a, you're a smart person, you're this person. Like, they're physically different from each other. Oh. Yeah, so, like, he's slow, like, he's a little, like, at the beginning, he's like a, he's like a thin wiry like minor child basically because he starts the book at 16 and ends it at 18 i think or does he start at 14 well it's like two or three years and he's like tiny and like wiry and like the golds are like six foot perfectly sculpted greek gods with like (laughs) dense bones like they look like rulers basically like they can crush rocks with their bare hands and like and the, there's different classes, so, like, uh, one of them is the Obsidian, and they're, like, designed for war. They're, like, eight feet tall. They have eight fingers on each of their hands. Well, that's just creepy. Yeah, so, like, in, in like, there's, like, body modification, and, like, people have, like, weird colored eyes and wings. Like, it definitely takes the concept a lot further than I thought, like... It was gonna originally gonna go. I was like, oh, they're just gonna be like kind of different. They're like, no, they're like totally different. <laughs> yeah, that that really kind of that definitely pushes the limit on like how he infiltrates them and all that. Then yeah, so like it 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 goes into detail and like how he like so he goes to what they call a, a body sculptor, which is like they can like modify your bodies, and he has to spend like months in like pain with like broken bones and like slowly like building towards like a like a natural form so he yeah like a um there's a surgery that um oh to get dwarves, taller <laughs> yeah the dwarves do 
uh, to get taller where they, they actually space out their leg bones. Yeah, you break your bones and you space them out. Yeah, and then your bone will reheal. And so, like, they do it, and you can only go limited amounts at a time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's like a over a span of a couple of years, you go through a process, and I think you, I think the maximum you can grow is like four to five inches. Hey, bro, that makes me six foot two. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, who's 4'9 and thinks, like, this is what's going to change his life. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is the moment, guys. This is when I become 5'2 and I've made it. Yeah, like, even if you got to 5'2 after years of pain and all that, everyone is still going to call you shorty. <laughs> you're still short by that that metric. Yeah. At the end of it, you're not the tall person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, that is kind of weird, though. And, yeah, that would be an incredibly painful thing to go through i don't know that i would so yeah so the so the first book kind of takes place in like there's like a school where they uh the golds all go to like we're not all of them go to but like the the higher ups go to and uh basically it's like a it's like a huge like draft and like different there's different like houses of like old family names and they like pick students to go underneath them hmm so like that's kind of like the premise of like this first book is like him getting into the school and then like the game that they have to play as students like the politics of it yeah so it's literally like so to get even so like as soon as they get drafted there's i think there's a thousand students per class and so immediately the first thing you have to do after they've drafted everyone is uh all right it's been real they uh, they strip you down naked and then you have to kill someone in your class to progress to the next stage. Oh, so okay. literally, like almost immediately, like so they have to like literally kill someone with their bare someone with their bare hands to get to the just to get just to even start. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird choice. So, like, it's because, and so, as soon as, like, as soon as you're on the other side and the game really begins, everyone there has killed someone, even someone who looks innocuous or, like. Right, that is a good point. That is true. It's like, oh, like, he talks about, like, there's, like, one girl who's, like, really soft-spoken and she does anything. It's like, it's like, and she killed someone with her bare hands. (laughs) Right. It really adds, like, an underlying, like, oh, God, these people are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That's a little. That's a little intense. So it was. It's. It's good. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to read the second one. Okay. All right. Red Rising. Who's it by? Uh, Pierce Brown. I think. Let me check. It's literally sitting right next to me. Yeah, Pierce Brown. Okay. All right. Sounds like a fake name. Yeah. I mean, it might be. Who knows? <laughs> um. We mentioned this before we went on the air. WizKids is releasing a new set literally this weekend. Yeah. Um, Just when you thought the Fantastic Four wasn't boring enough, here's our second one. Yeah, yeah. baby. Fantastic Four and the Future Foundation. Um, <laughs> the abbreviation for this set is FFFFF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, that's the funniest part of it. 
I haven't gotten to look at it over yet. They do introduce a new mechanic, mentor or student and champion or something like that. Yeah, it's I think it's captain and sidekick, something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And essentially, uh, you can pick a lower point figure to be a higher point figure's sidekick, and then the sidekick can use one of the champion showing powers, I believe. Yeah. So the way it works is like so. There's a so there's a captain. So like it'll have like the thing. Thing is the captain, and his captain ability is he gives sidekicks toughness. Ah, uh, okay. So like you'll have I don't know some guy, but instead of just what he has on his dial, now he has also has toughness because he's with the thing. Um, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I do hate that this set's coming out so fast. Um, well, like it was so long between the last set and then X Men. And apparently, Wonder Woman, the 75th anniversary. 80th uh, anniversary. What is it? 80th. Oh, my goodness. That's a set, and that's coming out also next soon. Month, yeah. March, apparently. So I guess I guess COVID really got their uh, their production schedule slowed, but now they got it up and running. Because they were like, all right, that was cool. Here's three sets in three months. Well, and I think to – honestly, I think um, – I mean, from what I know about the behind the scenes of production, if you produce overseas in China, which they do, basically what happens is uh, you order way in advance. Mm -hmm. So WizKids is probably heavily down cash flow wise because these things have already been ordered and paid for and made. Right. And then it took forever for them to even get well, back. Well, between COVID limiting intake from China imports, mm-hmm. and then also stores and everything was closed, distribution was disrupted, uh, delivery was slowed. Um, they went ahead and just pushed everything back to 2021, hoping it would be better. Uh, but they can't wait much longer. I'm sure they've probably got a lot of resources and, and money and time tied up in this in these sets. Yeah. Um, my uh, a little birdie told me though that uh, House of X isn't selling very well though. Um, interesting. The eBay traffic hasn't been all that crazy. Um, although I still need to look on and buy a maggot. That's like one of the only ones I'm still missing. So, oh, uh, one thing about this silver, uh, this uh, this new set though is that we finally got another Silver Savage. And oh, okay. Well, that'll be good at least. Uh, sure, it'll be impossible to get. I'm sure it's a it, it's a, it's rare. on eBay for fifty dollars because he comes with a surfboard that gives hypersonic speed. Oh. So, oh, nice! I like that. So that's cool. Um, so I, I'm I know where I'm spending my fifty dollars. <laughs> One of my favorite characters is always uh, Doctor Doom. Um, I think he's one of the most misunderstood and one of the most interesting characters in fiction, but but specifically in the Fantastic Four universe. So I'm excited at least to have him back. Um, I feel like it's been so long since we've talked about the Fantastic Four, but it had a set not that long ago. (laughs) They did, and it sucked. We talked about that one on the air, I think, for a little bit. And I I really – you know what I hate it was that there was about five different iterations of the quote-unquote new Fantastic Four. The – Hulk, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Quartet. And they kept doing different versions of that throughout the set. And then there was the Fantastic Four, which had, like, the Punisher in it and all the others. Like, I I was just, uh, I don't know, whatever. I didn't like it. The set was lame. 
Um, I hope this set is different. Um, and then they change the rules now. What what rules do they change? I haven't seen anything on this, but oh, I'm not bunch of stuff. I don't, we don't we really? don't have much. We don't have but any time left. But uh, yeah, they changed a bunch of rules. You got to look at like there's a bunch of updates. They changed like there's so the big one that they changed is there's no, there's no more pushing. You can't there's no push damage anymore. So people, so everyone can push now, or yeah. or they just can't push. Yeah, so everyone, everyone can take two tokens without taking damage now. So what was the point of being Indom now? Uh, it changes. Uh, so basically, it gives you uh, the old version of Colossal Stamina, where they can keep taking a token. Yeah. to take a click. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't hate that. Yeah. So like, you can do that now, and then. Uh, Willpower is different, so now it's kind of like the world's finest chase Superman, where like you can you roll a die, and if you hit five or six, you get a you can take a token off. Okay, all right. So, what does leadership do then? Uh, I still think it's the same thing. Okay, but like, but willpower is like specifically for yourself. Like, you can't take token off other people. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown, but okay, all right. And then, like, if you're giant, you have an even better version of that. I think it's, like, three through six, which is pretty insane. It makes giants crazy. Yeah, it kind of does. Size matters, though. Yep. Well, think, Nerd Thug exclusive, size matters. Well, think, there's there's giants that have also have Indom on their, on their dials, so it's like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess we're up against it on time, right? Yeah, we're pretty much out of it. Okay. All right, well, um... I guess that wraps up another episode of Nerd Thug Radio. We will be back uh, to regular formatting and scheduling f- following all of this events as everything kind of calms down. I want to thank everybody for listening. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, the adventure begins, comics, games, and more, Marini's Pizza, and Chicken Cone Truck, Chicken Cone Food Truck. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Uh, make sure to stay warm, everybody. Wash your hands, stay safe. Let's remember to keep getting those vaccines. 100 million in 100 days is the goal. Um, let's also take care of ourselves in this time of need and stay warm and be thoughtful, everyone. And, uh, yeah, take care of each other. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Y'all have a great, great weekend. Just conquer down and let's get through this. Hey, Conroe, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just wanted to tell you guys about our sponsor, Chicken Cone Food Truck. Rolling around different areas in the Conroe and the Woodlands, Chicken Cone Food Truck is delicious chicken in a freshly made hand-rolled waffle cone. With various sauces, this fork-free experience is something anyone interested in good food should definitely check out. The Chicken Cone Truck is, is parking at various events near you every weekend. For more information, interested parties should check out Nerd Thug Radio's Facebook page for various locations and listings every weekend for the Chicken Cone Cart. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. 
Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>